The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Stephanie Hearn is a writer who set up her own publishing house. And she's with us here just now. How are you doing today? I'm all right, thank you. I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing smashing. I'm glad that we've finally got this set up because you had some issues and you were saying your computer's from the 1920s. Yes. <laughs> it's good to be here. Yeah. So what gave you the idea to set up your own publishing house? I'm not going to lie to you. It was a couple of glasses of white Zinfandel <laughs> that were to blame. Um, basically, back in 2018, I self-published my first book, um, The Light, on Amazon, just on Amazon. Yeah. Um, and then in 2020, with lockdown on our hands, I um, picked up an idea I'd had back in the day for the disease, which is the one that's coming out in September. Mm. Um, I queried a few literary agents and um, I just mentally I couldn't take the process. Yeah. Um, it's quite a process. So I um, had a few glasses of wine and I thought, how difficult can it be to set up your own indie publishing house? Yeah. <laughs> quite difficult, it does. <laughs> yeah. And what benefit does a publishing house have compared to self-publishing like you were doing before? Self-publishing, um, you can you can do all the things that I'm doing without being a publishing house, yeah. um, but it, it adds sort of an air of um, gravitas to it, I think. Think because if you publish just through KDP, which is Amazon, yeah. then you tend to use an Amazon ISBN, and that book's never going to get in bookshops. It's never going to go anywhere else other than Amazon. Um, they do account for about eighty percent of book sales, so it's always worth being on Amazon, yeah. no matter what you feel about Jeff Bezos. It's always worth being on Amazon. <laughs> Um, so what I did is I went to Nielsen. They control the ISBNs for the UK. So I don't know what ISBN stands for, to be mm. honest with you, but yeah. all books have to have one. I imagine it's like international standard book number, let's say. That sounds about right. Yeah, I said it with an air of like authority <laughs> as well, didn't I? So- yes. <laughs> Because there's ISDN, but that's something completely different. That's about phone lines and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, So you have to apply to them to get this ISBN number. And once you've gone that, uh, once you've got that, you can then apply to other distributors such as Ingram Sparks, who I've chosen to use, just based on Googles and reviews, no other reason. Um, And then once you've got it published on there, it's such a process. Then you go to Gardeners, who are um, a distributor who distribute into bookshops and libraries. 
then once you've got it agreed with gardeners, then you have to go back to Nielsen because apparently you have to have a specific thing to get a synopsis of your book put on websites, which I never knew. <laughs> so that was quite a shock a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, then you can start approaching bookshops like Waterstones and Foils and also your independent bookshops. Mm. So that's sort of the benefit I saw to mm. setting up my own indie publishing house. Plus, in five to 10 years, I would love to take somebody else on this journey to be able to invest in them and their book in the way that I've invested yeah. in mine. That's sort of my dream with it. Yeah, I've just looked it up and I think you were exactly right. The International <laughs> Standard Book Number. Oh, look at that. I do yeah. know what I'm talking about sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So I guess is this publishing house mainly for your books at the moment? Yes, basically I'm trying to learn everything through publishing my own books rather than taking a punt with somebody else's baby. Yeah, because if it all goes Pete Tong with my own, at least I've only upset myself. Yeah, because there is a lot of responsibility that comes with using somebody else's book, isn't there? Oh yes, I couldn't imagine because obviously I've I've reached out to editors and publicists, and I'm doing that with my own work. So yeah. at least if it doesn't work with this book, I'm only risking my own story, not somebody else's. Because as a writer, I know how much people invest in their stories and their characters, mm. and I would hate to not do. Something somebody else's justice yeah so what kind of books do you tend to write my mum calls them weird books <laughs> <laughs> I this new one is um like a thriller suspense book but it, yeah. it's got a slight touch of sci-fi to it um whereas the first two books I wrote were probably more like young adult horror books um I just can't seem to write happy things <laughs> <laughs> That's peculiar. Why do you think you can't write about happy things? I think it's harder. Mm. It's it's definitely comedy and romance and happy endings are so much harder to write. I, I can't remember who said it, but when I was at uni, I remember reading about a director who said it's so much easier to make your audience cry than it is to make them laugh. Mm. And I 100% agree with that. I read these romance novels and stuff like that and I wish I could write like that and I just I just don't have the capacity that's the thing I suppose because if you're trying to write a comedy book you might think it comes across quite well but it might not land at all exactly like and humor is so subjective there's so many different senses of humor in the world and I think to try and tap into that successfully is such a skill and I have so much yeah. like respect for the people that do that but it's just not in my toolbox unfortunately yeah no I can't help but notice you've got loads of post-it notes all around the room <laughs> how organized are you when it comes to coming up with ideas not very organized i'm what they call a pantser in the writing Ooh. um community which basically means i make it up as i go along <laughs> which is great for a first book but when you're doing a follow-up you can't just go for it because you obviously have to tie in the characters and the mysteries yeah, yeah. and stuff like that so this is my attempt at being organized um, as you can see, it's it's going really well. <laughs> Do the different colours mean anything or did you just run out of one colour? <laughs> On this wall, they don't mean anything because ah. this is just my idea wall for different ideas that I'm not writing at the moment. Whereas this one behind me, um, the green post-its are for my central characters, the yellow are for my secondary and then my pink oh. are for my background, just so I know... And there were other post-its on there saying who was dead and who was missing, etc. But I've removed those because of spoilers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't really read them anyway from here, so it's fine. That's all right then. <laughs> yes. 
the first book, you're writing it as you go, does that work? Because, of course, a lot of people prefer to know where they're going to end before they start. Yes, I've got to say, I don't tend to... I'll sit and think about an idea for a long time and jot some ideas down. So I'm working on um, Body Count at the moment, which is the follow-up to The Diseased. Mm. So I wrote the first few chapters just to sort of get into it. And then I put it down because I didn't know how it was going to end. I, mm. Like you say, I like to know where I start and I like to know where I end and then everything else is just made up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're writing, a lot of authors aren't really thinking much about it. They feel it just sort of comes to them. Does that happen to you? Or are you still sort of thinking about it and making the decisions? I wouldn't say that my characters have a life of their own, because I know some writers do get that. Um, I sort of guide them. So Paige, who's my central character in these current books. Good name for a book. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's a, it's a good <laughs> name for a character, isn't it, Paige? Yeah. Also, my niece's name, that's where I got it from. Uh -huh. um, so when it, we know I'm not going to kill her off because I can't kill off my niece. <laughs> <laughs> my brother's going to kill me for saying that. Um, so basically, Paige, like if I'm stuck on a plot point, specifically like with her mum, because they have a very complicated relationship, yeah. I'll sort of play through different scenarios in my head. So Paige doesn't decide what happens, but I'll put her in different scenarios and sort of think, 
oh, would she react like this? And would she react like that? And that's sort of how I work anyway. Yeah. What books have you got coming up? Are there plans for more, even after the ones that you're currently writing? Yep, definitely. So we've got The Disease coming out in September and I'm hoping to get Body Count out next year, Mm. um, which is a shock for me because I normally take about two years to write a book. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm all guns are blazing. Um, And then I'll do, um, there's one of my characters, Regina, in The Disease that's really interesting so I'm going to do a separate book for her and then eventually I'm going to leave behind that universe and over there I've got an idea for a fantasy book which I've never tried before so that's a lot of world building going on over here Um, and that's going to be I think called The Decision of Souls which I really like that title Um, but I have no idea when that will come out it will just happen when it happens yeah (laughs) is it quite scary to work on a genre that you've never done before yes yes because especially when it's a fantasy genre my husband loves fantasy books so I know how passionate they can be about the genre they're probably one of the most passionate genre lovers I would say other than romance they tend to be really passionate about their books so there's certain things that I feel anyway that you have to adhere to in order to be respectful of the genre um so that is a bit terrifying but it's it's also I I love learning new things so I love um just going on google and just looking on like reddit forums and and D&D forums because they're brilliant like the stuff people do in Dungeons and Dragons they are writers (laughs) do you know what I mean like I read some of this stuff and I think that's fantastic world building and I'm learning from all of that so that's all it is I just love learning basically yeah I'm a dork (laughs) (laughs) Of course, writing multiple books in the same universe, does the inspiration come naturally to you? Because maybe it's hard to keep things fresh with the same characters and things. Absolutely. I had that with with the second part of The Light. I was desperate to finish it because I wanted to move on to a new project. I I was a bit fed up of that world and it it shows in the book and somebody (laughs) gave it a review on Goodreads and said it feels rushed and I wanted to reply saying, yeah, it it was rushed. I'm sorry. (laughs) So I'm trying to take my time with this one. I figure if I do the diseased and body count and then by doing Regina's book, because it's in the same universe, but a different time period, that might give me a bit of a a bit of a mind break from Paige's world. That's interesting about it being rushed. In what way do you think it was just things happened too quickly? Yes, the pacing in the second book, it was I mean, I still I still love that book. I love those characters. Um, But I look back at it and I, I definitely do think I could have done so much better now because I think again with the learning I'm learning from every book I write so people that read The Light and have read The Diseased have pointed out how much better the writing style is and the pacing is the thing people always point out yeah so pacing is a hard balance though isn't it because you don't want to make it so slow paced as well that people get bored exactly and you don't want to spend like four pages describing a tree but you want people to (laughs) be in the world that you want them to be in it's it's very difficult it's definitely a juggling act yeah four pages describing a tree that sounds like something (laughs) you'd be told to do at school for exactly When you're writing and having a publishing house as well, do you find the business side of the publishing house to be maybe stressful or you'd rather just do the writing or do you kind of enjoy it still? I think because the publishing side of it is so new and so fresh, I am definitely still enjoying it. Hmm. But I'm also saying that from um, the fact that I've got all the paperwork done. When I was doing all the paperwork and I didn't have time to write, that was tough. So I just keep reminding myself that it's only going to be this hard one time. For all the other books, it's going to be so much easier because all the paperwork's done. 
Um, and again, just learning. I just love learning all these new things and also making connections. Like um, I'm doing a blog tour in September around the disease. Um, I'm working with a lady called Anne Carter and she is so lovely and it's been so great to connect with her. And doing the audiobook, something I've never, ever done before. I'm working with um, Sophie Linfield, who is amazing, absolutely amazing. And connecting with her, it's just been great to meet these people that are so good at what they do and learn from them. Yeah. You watch a lot of telly and Netflix as well, don't you? So yes. do you think that the fantasy genre, the book that you're planning on writing, will come more naturally than you would expect, maybe? I think so, I, especially because the things we tend to watch... Um, um, I mean, we watch a wide variety of shows, but at the moment we, we've just finished Umbrella Academy. Mm. Um, we're going to watch The Last Stranger Things tomorrow night, which no, don't nobody tell me anything. I've lasted this long without knowing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so we tend to watch sort of that that fantasy horror genre. So I definitely think that will help when it finally comes time to write this bad boy. Yeah. I haven't bothered with the latest series of Stranger Things yet. Is it oh, good? Yes, it's very good. It is very, very good. Okay. I shall have to watch it at some point when I get the chance. Although maybe, ask, maybe drop me a text on Thursday and ask me after I've watched the final one because okay. I'll tell you if it's <laughs> yeah. worth it or it's not. disappointing. <laughs> Well, where are we able to find your publishing house everywhere and also all your books? The publishing house doesn't have a website yet. That's oh. next year's plan to build all of that. Um, but you can find me and the publishing house through um, SM Thomas. That's M for Mother. .co.uk. Um, there's contact links on there, and it all comes through to me because I'm just a one-woman band. Um, <laughs> but hopefully next year, the publishing house. I'm gonna. I'm doing all the background stuff this year, and next year I'm gonna make it real. Yeah. Well, many thanks for joining us today. It's been great to have you on the show. It's been fantastic to be here. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound The Toby Gribbon Show